nearly a year and nine months after Aidan Pucci was charged with murder for allegedly stabbing Tristan Bailey 114 times, this week Aidan's first-degree murder trial finally begins. everybody and welcome to the true crime squad this is katie weaver i'm here with my sister co-host and partner in crime christy brower hello hello hey everybody happy monday yeah happy monday indeed here we are mm-hmm. we're actually recording on monday yes we are <laughs> <laughs> we don't do that very often now uh, we're usually ahead of the game but uh really really glad we didn't. Uh, We were going to record this episode last night, and then our case took a dramatic turn this morning, so it was serendipitous. So It really was. Tell you all about it, but this is where we're at. Uh, So how's it going? Good. Very good. Just, uh, you know, living life. Got my nails, fingernails done. Got my toenails done. That always makes me happy. Right. Yeah, we got pedicures on Saturday. It was really nice. We found a new place. A really cute new place. Right. We've never really had a little nail place that we were like, this is the place we're always going to go. And we found it. We did. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. I don't know why, but that just always makes me feel better to do that. Yeah. Also, my heels are not shredding my socks anymore. So that's good news. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Listen, that girl scrubbed my feet so aggressively that it (laughs) triggered like a tickle response in me that I absolutely scream laughed. I couldn't even... Oh my God. She just, she didn't even miss a beat, man. She just, oh no. She had a death grip on your foot while she's (laughs) screaming away as hard as she can while you are absolutely screaming. And the rest of us and the other manicurist are just dying laughing. It was hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, boy, she was not, she was not letting go. (laughs) Well, I didn't know it was coming. And suddenly I just, it was a full on like tickle assault. I just, (laughs) And honestly, my my biggest uh, you know objective was to not kick her in the face because it was really, oh gosh! But <laughs> she seemed prepared for that. The death grip she had on your foot, man. She, she was wasn't not going to let that happen. She's but, seen this before. That was my impression. <laughs> yeah, but my my little hobbit feet are in great shape now and cute toenails, and it does. It feels good. Mm-hmm. It's nice to look down at your toes and see them done. You know, mm-hmm. it does it's, feel better, um... and it kind of feels like. A precursor to spring when you get your toes like sandal ready, which is right. We are still in several feet of snow, so we're not there yet, but <laughs> no, but we can dream. True, true. I'm actually going to Arizona in a month, so oh, well, there you go. We'll break a few sandals out there, yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. well, that's kind of what's up. So, we're just gonna have this week our episodes on Monday and Tuesday. We're gonna take a little rest on Wednesday because on Thursday. There is a big court showdown in the uh, Vallo Daybell yeah. uh, belligerent turd circus. That's happening on uh, mm. Thursday, and we'll be there. So we're going to go to court will. Thursday. Uh, we will live tweet the whole thing Spreads over on out, live tweet page. fingers. You know, yeah. <laughs> oh, Christy did such an amazing job last time. I I don't think anybody. Nate Eaton was in front of us, also live uh, reporting. And frankly, I think that you ran circles around him. We. Hey, you I'll everything over on our Facebook page. Yeah. Ooh. So we're calling it live tweeting, but we're actually posting it on Facebook. Um, yeah, our Twitter's got like 
15 people on it. So yeah, we're not, Facebook groups much better. Yeah. We're not, we're not real twit heads. So no, we, we, I like Twitter for, uh, for news actually for crime news, but it, we haven't really broken in there, but it'll, so it'll mm-hmm. be on our Facebook page and we'll tell you more about it uh, when it gets closer, but look forward to that on Thursday. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of big, important things going down that day in court. Uh, I really wonder if we'll see a severance that day. We, we might. Uh, they're arguing might. for it. Mm-hmm. And anyway, interesting stuff. There's more DNA stuff being talked about. There's, uh, you know, the whole Lori wants her whole case thrown out thing being talked about. Uh, There's the stuff, uh, the request from the Mormon church oh, yeah. about their records. That's they're supposed to be there. Yeah. Well, well maybe. They or send they, their stuff in. Yeah. They can send their stuff in. So we'll mm-hmm. see. We'll see what the church does. Yeah, Mm -hmm. lots of interesting things. So that's coming up. So with all of that being said, let's get going because we have a really packed episode here as well. So Christy, I'm going to kick the mic over to you to lead us off with some crime news. Yes. Well, not friend of the show and alleged world's worst fake crier, Kyle Rittenhouse, has some good news and some bad news. But really, we have some good news and some bad news. This is sort of flopped for Kyle. Let's start with our good news. The good news is that the father of Anthony Huber, who is one of the two men shot and killed by Rittenhouse in 2020 at a protest in Wisconsin, and we know he was acquitted by his new adopted grandpa who kissed him on the head and let him go. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Anthony's dad, John Huber, Huber, I think, has filed mm-hmm. a wrongful death lawsuit. This is a civil lawsuit against Kyle Rittenhouse. It is also against um, law enforcement mm-hmm. because he is saying that Rittenhouse conspired with law enforcement to cause harm to protesters. And there was a small amount of that information released at Kyle's trial, not nearly Mm -hmm. enough. But John has said that um, this, uh, you know, that he's going to sue him civilly. And the the requirements in a civil lawsuit are much different than a criminal lawsuit. Yeah. So it's more about damage and intent. And I don't know. We'll see where we get there. But he's suing the city and the police officers, and Kyle Rittenhouse himself. Um, Rittenhouse's attorneys filed um, uh, to to have this dismissed, Um, and the judge said nope. So he is calling this a civil rights lawsuit, that his son's civil rights were violated. Mm Mm-hmm. By interesting this conspiracy. So, very interesting. We will definitely keep you up on that. Um, here's going to get really fascinating. And and for the, for those who uh, want to say that there's no way this will go anywhere, uh, in the words of Little Marky Means on Twitter, who I saw mm-hmm. commenting on this, <laughs> ever heard of the OJ trial? Yes, OJ was convicted in the criminal or in the civil mm-hmm. trials, not but not in the criminal. So it is without having that wildly biased judge. It'll be really interesting to see what happens here. It will. Mm -hmm. It will. Yeah. And I mean, they they have to prove the conspiracy, which there was evidence of the conspiracy clear back during Kyle's trial. Not all of it even got to be seen by the jury, unfortunately. Well, right. The judge threw a lot of things out that would have uh, been 
you know, the key to that. So interesting. Yeah. Now in, in bad news for us, Kyle Rittenhouse is coming to my town. You guys. See, there was a rumor last week that he had purchased a piece of property in our state. Oh, good God. Well, uh, in, in northern Idaho, where the white supremacists uh, gather. Mm-hmm. But, uh, well, the Bonneville County Republican Central Committee, which is housed right here in Idaho Falls, Idaho, mm-hmm. is hosting Kyle Rittenhouse and Dr. James Lindsay at its annual Lincoln Day Gala on Saturday, April 15th at the Melaleuca Event Center. Melaleuca being owned by Frank Vandersloot, who Mm -hmm. is a very well-known conservative Mm -hmm. uh, Republican in this town. Mm -hmm. Well, in this state. state, uh, Yeah. Man. And he owns Melaleuca, if you are familiar Mm -hmm. with Melaleuca at all. Rittenhouse says he will tell his story firsthand and set the record straight about his self-defense case. I doubt he will, because what he will do is come and lie his ass off some more. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and also, but, he has pending uh, litigation. I'm sure his lawyers would like for him to say nothing. But, yeah. okay, but whatever, you know Kyle, you go off. And blab yeah. all he wants here. Uh, it makes me sick. It really does. Yeah. I mean, am I surprised that the Republicans would bring him here? No. We have a lot of, well, okay, mm-hmm. I'm just going to say what I call them, gunfuckers here. Mm-hmm. And Rittenhouse is definitely one of those. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, I'm sure he thinks it's a boon for him. It is not a boon for our community in any way, but we will keep yeah. him posted on what's going on with Rittenhouse because he is pretty intent on keeping his face in the public eye. And let's mm-hmm. hope that that results in some consequences for him. Mm-hmm. For sure. And with that, Katie, I'm going to kick the mic back to you for our main case. Okay. You know, every once in a while, a case comes along a biggie that we don't cover, uh, only because we have so many others we're covering. And this is one of them. I'm looking back at this going, why the hell didn't we cover this from the beginning? That we just had other things, I'm sure, going on. Mm -hmm. Uh, But here we are. So this is Aiden Pucci. Uh, Aiden Pucci was uh, accused of murdering Tristan Bailey. Aiden was 14. Tristan was 13. Uh, Tristan was stabbed 114 times. Uh, in fact, the tip of the knife blade was snapped off in her skull. Jesus Christ, that's horrifying. It's horrifying. And Aiden was set to go to trial this week. So I've been compiling this case over the weekend because I wanted to get us all up to speed before the trial started. And I've been astonished at the amount of evidence that's against Aiden. And wondering, why is this going to trial? My God. And her poor family that has to sit through this nonsense with this kid. Uh, But then in a really shocking uh, turn of events this morning, uh, before they even started jury selection, he pled guilty. So it's over except for sentencing, which is pretty wild. Yeah, but I still am going to roll the case out for you guys because it is a pretty interesting one. Uh, and also, the sentencing uh, phase of this case is still going to be a uh, yeah. doozy. It will. A doozy. Uh, so I'm going to take you through 10 key points of the case. And then I have several uh, video clips to uh, share with you as well. So his friends had told deputies that he talked about death and killing all the time. 
They said he was frequently drawing pictures of mutilated bodies. Mm. His best friend said, you don't really take that stuff like that serious coming from a teenager. Oh, but babe, you got to. You got to. He said he wanted to slit someone's throat and it would be satisfying. He talked about killing people and talked about fighting people. I have seen him practice stabbing motions with his knife. And I mean, you don't really take any of this stuff as in he's going to stab and kill somebody because he's just a kid. We're all just kids. Well, other kids, I think, you know, wouldn't necessarily see that as a concern, but adults certainly should. Mm -hmm. We know about his conduct since he was uh, arrested. He was arrested the day after the crime. The crime happened on Mother's Day 2021. Uh, We know that since he was arrested, he was incarcerated um, in the Duval County Jail. He has been pepper sprayed repeatedly by corrections officers. He extorted other teen inmates for their commissary by threatening to stab them. At one point, he threatened to kill the families of jail guards. In another, an inmate has testified that, uh, or was prepared to testify, that Fuji boasted about, sorry, Fuji boasted that he, he'd stab a bitch face to face rather than simply shoot like the others there. Basically bragging about his, you know, that he was, you know, big and bad enough to shoot his, stab his bitch face to face rather than shoot her. Yeah. Uh, It's really something. He, we know that he had somewhat of a plan from his girlfriend. His girlfriend told deputies that he said, he told her that he would just walk around at night or something and find a random person walking and just drag them into the woods and stab them. He said he thinks it's going to happen soon. He said I should expect it within the month. Yeah. And this girl didn't say anything to anybody? No. I mean, he was literally saying this stuff to everybody. And they just thought... uh, He had two knives, two buck knives that he would haul around. And he called them pick and poke. I believe it was poke that was actually uh, the, uh, the, the, the weapon of choice. But, yeah. So another classmate said that she knew that Tristan was planning on hanging out with Aiden on the weekend of her murder. Uh, she said Tristan was going to hang out with Aiden on Friday, but did not want her friend. She, her friend didn't want her to go because she had a bad feeling about it. A different friend said that uh, Fuji had reached out Saturday night and asked her to join him, but her mom said no. And when she told him she couldn't go, he started being mean to her and calling her derogatory names. And she realizes that it could be her. It could be her that got murdered that night instead of Tristan. That she could be dead right now. He was trying to set something up with someone to do exactly what he said he was going to do. Yeah. Wow. Uh, We also know that his mother covered for him. And I'm going to show you a video uh, here in a minute that will help uh, straight that or, you know, uh, illustrate that. But his mother's name is Crystal Smith. And they had uh, detailed surveillance videos in their home. And the surveillance video in their home shows her taking his bloodstained jeans out of his bedroom and scrubbing them in the bathroom sink and then returning them to his bedroom hamper. Mm. And they did find when they searched the home damp jeans with blood residue on them in the hamper. God, why would you do that? And also blood residue in the sink. 
So she's still facing charges for that. Good. She should be. Mm-hmm. What else has she covered up for this kid? Yep. I mean, well, the fact that she would do that makes you think. Exactly. She, she would cover up all kinds of shit for him. When I show you the videos of this kid's behavior, you'll get it. She has covered for him before. I have no question about that. Yep. Uh, after they arrested him, she and his dad, you know, in a in a confession or a not a confessional, <laughs> in an uh, in a room at the police station, she told him he needed to find his story and stick with it. And she tried to convince him to, that he was wearing khakis on the night of the murder rather than the bloody jeans. And he was not getting it, what she was trying to say to him. Like, she knew. She told him, they're listening to us right now. And she, she so then she kind of started this, well, but you were wearing khakis. And he was like, I was wearing jeans. And she's like, no, you were wearing khakis. And then she whispers, blood. And he's like, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm trash human what Mm -hmm. the hell yeah like if your kid committed a murder like this you would try to cover for them and not i mean clearly he needs help and that help is probably just locked up Mm -hmm. because he is an unsafe person she's got to know that yeah this is what the world needs is for him to be locked up uh the girlfriend also told detectives he talked about wanting to kill me Sometimes he would take his knife and pretend to stab me with it, or sometimes he would come up behind me and put it against my throat and pretend to slit my throat. But he didn't. I wasn't scared or anything. Dear God. Why were you not scared? Yeah. What the hell? That is not normal behavior. My God. The girlfriend also, these are 14-year-olds too, you guys. 13 and 14-year-olds. Yeah. Uh, the girlfriend also told police that Fucci had previously tried to cheat on her with Tristan Bailey after they had gotten into a fight. After he was arrested in an initial court hearing, he got really weird. I don't have a video of this because uh, it was hard to get. But he, uh, in the video, he's acting like he's hearing demons or hearing voices. Since then, he's acted normal, so we're not really sure what if that was real or if that was some bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm kind of leaning towards bullshit, to be honest. However, in we're going to play a portion of the confession, and he tells the judge what meds he's on, and they are all psych meds. So, I don't know. You can draw your own conclusions on that, but uh, he was saying thing. He was kind of doing this with his head and saying, "Why am I here?" I just want my mom and dad. Yeah, that's fake as hell. I won't let the demons get my soul. Yeah, that's fake as hell. Yeah, it looked fake as hell. That's uh, that's not how people who are actually hallucinating behave. However, his girlfriend had told him that he had voices in his head that told him to do, to, to kill people and that told him he was worthless and a disappointment. She said, I know he struggled with self-harm sometimes. He told me multiple times he hated himself and that he wanted to kill himself. He also told me whenever he gets angry, that voice tells him to kill people. And he knew he was there. He knew there was something wrong with him. I think he wanted to reach out for help. Again, I have to ask, where were his parents? Right. Where were his parents? Or were they so terrified of him that they didn't dare do anything? Right. Which could be 
which could be or they've just covered for him forever and so that's their focus mm -hmm. that this part of this feels a little too uh ethan crumbly to me you know mm, right. that we have a boy that might be saying these things about himself uh that also is packing around these freaking knives everywhere he goes and acting scary with them. And mm -hmm. like the whole thing is just so inexplicable to me. And honestly, I would not blame his parents except for that. Obviously his parents played a role. Right. Mom's covering evidence for him. What the hell? Yeah. And then the home life, his best friend said that he thought that his violent behavior was a way to cope with family. His mom was always mean to him. His dad was mean to him. He was always in a bad mood. He said his parents called him a disappointment to the family and compared him to his half-brother, who mom described as a fuck-up. He felt uh, neglected. Okay. He was the least favorite of the family. He told me that sometimes his dad would hit him. So sometimes parents cover up mental illness for embarrassment reasons. Yep. And that sounds like the, that to Embarrassment me reasons and not wanting to get busted for their own behavior reasons, mm -hmm. because maybe there was some abuse going on in this house. Right. And they're going to try to shame him into, mm -hmm. into better behavior, which doesn't work at all. Yep. Makes it worse. Yep. Uh, he was a pothead. Uh, his girlfriend said that, and his best friend said that all he talked about was weed. And killing people, obviously. Uh, he was free, mostly. Uh, he once beat up a kid who tried to steal his vape pen. And the night of the murder, his best friend said they'd planned to steal and smoke his dad's weed. But that didn't happen because he was off uh, doing what he did. And if he's got tendencies towards psychosis, weed is the worst thing he could do. Mm -hmm. and, and yet he probably was trying to self-medicate. May have been. However, I... He sees himself as quite the gangster. Mm -hmm. When you see the videos, you'll see what I mean. Uh, till now, he's pretty contrite today. Mm -hmm. uh, a classmate described him as always having glassy eyes and having no meaning in them. Mm -hmm. uh, the classmate said he was the textbook definition of what you would call a numb kid. He has no feelings towards anyone, no feelings towards himself. He's the type of person that you could see as a murderer because he just doesn't care about anything. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what you see in a lot of psychopaths. Mm -hmm. Pretty insightful from a 14-year-old. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So what we know is that uh, there was CCTV surveillance of Aiden and Tristan walking into the woods to this path. And then uh, a short time after, Aiden coming running back past. I'm going to show you that video here in a moment. And then um, another video of him getting home and entering their house, and he's carrying his shoes. Mm. And the shoes were found uh, wet. She was murdered next to a little pond, and the knife was actually found in the pond. But as we know, she was stabbed 114 times. Uh, many of those times were in the, the face, head, and neck. Jesus. She was a cheerleader. She was popular. Uh, some people said that she, he was quite jealous of her because she's not the kind of girl that uh, would have been interested in dating him. Mm -hmm. That's 
you know, remains, we don't know that for sure, but that's some things that have been said. She also, uh, he spread a lot of rumors about her that she was doing drugs and that she had was meeting up with some 22 year old, uh, snap or drug dealer that she'd met on Snapchat. Uh, but the police actually tracked down that dealer and discovered that he hadn't even been in the state for some time. So mm-hmm. it, it wasn't him at all. He told mm-hmm. several stories about, uh, you know, about her. He also told a story at one point that uh, they were just on a walk together and that she grabbed his penis and it made him mad and they got in a fight and he pushed her and she fell and hit her head. And then he left and he didn't know if she got up or not because uh, he was too high and just didn't know. Jesus. Yeah, he told several stories. But I'm going to share a video clip here. Uh, you'll see, first of all, these two people walking down the street and then him running back past. Then you'll see some video of the surveillance in their home of mom and her work with the jeans. And then you're going to see a video of him returning home. So that's what you're seeing here. Okay. Oh, sorry. I guess it does start at home. So this is their home. I'm not sure why they have surveillance in their house. This kind of looks like a daycare to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of does, doesn't it? Yeah, but I couldn't find any proof of that online, so I'm not really sure why. But all right, so here they are walking down the street. Mm-hmm. You can see the two of them together. Now this is their front door. So here Aiden comes back home at three thirty-one. This all happened at like two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning. Coming home, carrying his shoes. And then, as we know, he came back in the house uh, and took off those jeans and mom scrubbed them down in the sink. Mm. Then he was arrested a day later. Uh, After he was arrested, he was picked up with a friend. So his face is kind of blurred out here in this next video. But he was, uh, the police left him with his phone in the back of the car which is kind of an odd choice, but uh, I read a little bit about that, that that may have been a calculated choice. See what he would do. To see what he would do, and he did not disappoint. Or he really disappointed. You, you decide. We're, we're having fun in a f***ing cop car. Yep. Tristan. What's up, guys? Tristan, yep. if you f***ing walk out the damn... When you see this in a month... Same Tristan and then he tweeted out or he snapped I think this selfie hey guys has anybody seen Tristan lately oh my god yeah sick little bastard wow isn't that something he knew exactly why he was in that car and he actually had the nerve to say that yeah really really freaking something so that's just a smidgen of the evidence they had there was also his dna was on her body um and then of course that knife was his and everybody basically uh, backed up the uh claim that that knife was his apparently one that yeah he was flashing around all the time yeah i believe it was poke yeah so i mean there was a lot of evidence that direction but it sounds like there was more evidence than that as well that we just hadn't seen yet and in fact some of you guys that have covered this case uh, or watched this case into infinitum uh 
you probably know more evidence than that as well. But those are kind of the basics of the case. Mm -hmm. So this morning, of course, uh, they went to court and he pled guilty. So we're going to watch about the first five minutes of the plea. Uh, I'm going to cut it about there. It is about 18 minutes long, so I'm going to put a link in our show notes to it. If You can watch the entire 18 minutes of it if you would like to. I'm not going to air quite that much because it gets a bit boring, but we'll, we'll watch the beginning of it so that you can get a sense of uh, what went on today. process. However, this comes to my attention that there may be a change in circumstances. Equals. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, Your Honor. Uh, if you and your client were going to approach the podium, does it feel approach the bar? All right, Ms. Peoples. Your Honor. On behalf of Aiden Pucci, we enter a change of plea at this time. And entering a guilty plea is charged. And this is a straight plea to the court. In other words, this is not a negotiated plea. Is that correct? Your Honor, we have presented several uh, defense offers, and they've all been rejected by the state. So this will be a straight plea to the court? Yes, Your Honor. State, can you uh, make sure that we you state for the record the possible penalties that Mr. Pucci is facing if he enters a straight plea? Yes, Your Honor. He's facing a possible sentence of life imprisonment. The mandatory minimum would be 40 years. So similar to after trial, the range uh, of exposure is 40 to life. He will be entitled to a review hearing after 25 years of serving in prison sentence from the Ms. Peoples, have you had sufficient time to talk with your client about this decision? Yes, Your Honor. In addition, uh, are his parents aware of this disposition? Both parents, yes, Your Honor. And they've uh, had an opportunity to consult with you as well as Mr. Pucci? Yes, Your Honor. And any of the matters we need to address at this time before I place Mr. Pucci on the road? No, sir. All right, Mr. Pucci, if you could step over and speak into that, if you could adjust that microphone. If you raise your right hand, you swear or affirm the testimony that you're about to give will be the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God. Yes, Your Honor. All right, sir, if you please state your name. Aiden Sean Pucci. Mr. Pucci, how old are you, sir? 16. How far did you go in school? Uh, to eighth grade. Are you able to read, write, speak, and understand the English language? Yes, Your Honor. Are you under the influence of any medication, drugs, or alcohol right now? Uh, yes, sir, my medication, but... What type of medication are you taking? Um, Rimron, lithium, and Suprexa. Is that medication prescribed by a physician? Yes, sir. And does that medication assist you in your ability to understand what's happening and going on around you? Yes, sir. Have you taken that medication today as prescribed by your physician? Last night, sir. Last night. Is that what you were scheduled to take it? Yes, sir. All right. And uh, is it in any way, shape, or form affecting your ability to understand what's going on here this morning? No, Your Honor. Do you feel clear-headed and clear-minded about what's going on here today? Yes, Your Honor. Have you ever been diagnosed with a mental health condition that could affect your ability to understand and comprehend what's going on today? 
No, I don't believe so. Your attorney has informed me that you'd like to enter a plea of guilty to the charge of first degree murder. That is a sentence that is that is a crime which is punishable up to life in prison. The minimum sentence that the court could impose would be 40 years in prison. You just heard the state outline of that range. Do you understand the range of possible penalties that you're facing if you enter this plea today? Yes, Your Honor. You understand that the minimum sentence that this court could impose for you would be 40 years in prison. You understand that? Yes, Your Honor. And I, the court could impose all the way up to life in prison. Do you understand that as well? I do, Your Honor. And the way that this works is if, if the court were to send you uh, to 40 years up to life, you would also be review, uh, eligible for a review sentence of that sentence within uh, in 25 years. At that point, Another body would then come back and review what we're doing here today, and they would look at that sentence and determine whether or not they should change that sentence. However, that's no guarantee uh, as to what they're going to do. That's just something the statute that requires another body to review this court sentence in 25 years. Do you understand that as well? Yes, Your Honor. Has anyone promised you any particular sentence that I might impose if you do this? No, sir. No one's said, hey, if you enter this plea today, the judge might you know, put a lighter on you or anything like that. No one's promised you anything like that, have they? No, sir. You understand, again, I could give you 40 years up to life in prison. Yes, I do. You understand that today, uh, we're here for jury selection. So uh, we actually have members of uh, St. John's County who have reported to the courthouse today downstairs. They're actually waiting for us right now. And we were going to begin to select a jury to conduct a trial for you. Um, you understand that you have the right to that jury trial? Yes, sir, I do. Your attorney had filed a, uh, a motion and we had had a hearing uh, a few weeks ago, I guess, um, where she had uh, the state had requested a six-person jury and your uh, attorney requested a 12-person jury. Do you recall that hearing that we had on that? Yes, sir. You also understand that right now your attorney has filed a, a motion to an appellate court, which is kind of a higher court above this court. And their, their responsibility is to review all of the decisions that go on here. Uh, and right now she's filed that appeal as to whether or not you were entitled to a sick person or a 12 person jury. Are you, are you familiar with all that? Yes, no. Did she and uh, did you and she discuss the fact that by entering this plea today, you're kind of taking away that issue. In other words, there's not going to be an appeal anymore. Do you understand that? Yes, sir. I understand. Once you enter this plea today, that's going to go away. Do you understand that as well? Yes, sir. <clears throat> Is anyone forcing you or threatening you in any way to get you to do this? No, sir. Has anyone promised you anything in exchange for your plea? No, sir. I have a document here, it's called a plea form. It has the state of Florida versus your name and our case number. On the second page of this document, above the word defendant is a signature. Can you see that signature I'm pointing to? And yes, sir. a copy of it in front of you as well, is that right? Is that your signature? Yes, sir. And by signing this document, are you indicating to me that you've read this document? Yes, sir, I read it. In addition to reading it, did you discuss it and talk about everything that's on it with your attorney? I did. Did she answer any and all questions about everything that's contained on this document? Yes, sir. There's a number of rights that you're giving up. I've already talked about them a little bit, but I want to talk about them again with you, okay? You understand, again, that you have the right to a jury trial. During that trial, uh, you 
you're entitled to be represented by an attorney. You've got attorneys who are appointed to represent you. They would have. Wow. You're muted. <laughs> I'm going to end that right there. There's a lot more, you know, uh, to go, but uh, we, I am going to put a link in our show notes. If you want to go back and watch it, you can watch the whole thing. Um, he seems to be fully aware of what's going on here, you know, he does. and that uh, 40 years. He's also not defiant. That little shit attitude isn't there. Mm -hmm. He's definitely a, uh, yeah, he's definitely a different guy right now. So he does eventually, uh, in the confession, he does apologize to her family and his family. Uh, it's it's pretty flat. And what do you say at this point? You know, right. I mean, Tristan Bailey was murdered in an absolutely heinous way. Uh, and this kid was so flippant about the whole thing. Uh, you just can't take any of that away. It's, it's what's done is done. But uh, the minimum for him is going to be 40 years. Yeah. He can't get the death penalty because he's under 18. Right. That was something that already had been fought out in court. Uh, but that, that's kind of where it's at. Wow. So well, the, the medication. Med. Yeah. Tell us. So Remron is an antidepressant. Zyprexa is an antipsychotic. And lithium is a mood stabilizer. So mm -hmm. a couple of potential diagnoses probably somewhere in the range of bipolar disorder with psychotic features, like a bipolar 2 maybe, or schizoaffective disorder, which is basically a combination of schizophrenia and bipolar disorder. Mm -hmm. Those two come to mind. The Remron surprises me. Which, by little. the way, is what uh, Lori Vallow yes, those are diagnosed with. Yeah. The, the Remron indicates more to me that it would be the schizoaffective and not the bipolar two because usually antidepressants make bipolar people with bipolar disorder worse but you know i'm not a doctor this is just my own experience with mental health and as a social worker mm -hmm. but somewhere along there but he definitely is on an antipsychotic mm -hmm. interesting and maybe all of that is why he's a little bit less uh you know yeah he's much more stable mm -hmm. yep so there you have it. That's what's up with, with Aiden Fucci. Uh, what would have been uh, the next few weeks of inexplicable bullshit from this trial won't mm -hmm. happen. Thank God. I'm so glad that the victim's family doesn't have to go through that and that his family yep. doesn't have to go through that. Yep. Now it's they will awful. have to go through some sort of sentencing phase. I'm not entirely sure what the sentencing phase in this state looks like. This just happened. It's not so. a death penalty case, so it's probably just the judge. It probably is. So hopefully it won't be too long and, uh, you know, terrible for her family. But they should still be able to uh, read their victim impact statements and, mm -hmm. you know, be able to have their say, which is really. And he'll present his witnesses, you know, yeah. in his own mm -hmm. defense, too. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And we'll be here for it. We'll definitely report back on that as well. Mm -hmm. So that's what we have there. So, Christy, I'm going to kick the mic back over to for you for our last uh, our, our last uh, segment. Yeah. We have something interesting going on in the UK right now. This guy. Good Lord. Uh, yeah, I know. Patrick McKay is his name. And he has been in prison in the UK for 47 years, as long as I have been alive since 1975, wow. for the murder of three people. He is petitioning the parole board for release. 
right now. And you have to wow. Sentencing in the UK is way different. A life sentence in the UK is maximum 25 years. Right. So I, I up for it's possible at this point. Here's the thing. When he was originally arrested, he admitted to eight other murders that he then wow. And the parole board is like, yeah, we need to hear some more stuff about those eight murders. We need to uh -huh. convince us that you were full of shit when you said that. Yeah. We cannot let you out on the street unless we think you're not going to hurt anyone, which, I mean, come on. <laughs> At this point, um, the just the, the mental health impact of being institutionalized for 47 years on top of the stuff that he's done, I can't imagine that this guy is safe to go out in public. But wow, to present this, it's not a guarantee that he'll get it by any means. Sure. Because if they are not convinced that he didn't commit those eight murders, they can hold him. Sure. So we'll see what happens. But that's, uh, the, you know, they'll look at his his behavior while he's been incarcerated and, you know, those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. um, but then they also want to hear from him. Normally, these hearings only take a day. They're giving him two days because they want him to convince them that he did not commit those other murders that he initially um, admitted to. Wow. So we shall see, but I mean, it's a pretty scary dude. Not exactly somebody we want to have out on the street. He's known as the devil's yeah. disciple. <laughs> it's the, oh dear God. His serial killer uh, moniker. So. Well, that yeah. picture is freaking terrifying. Yeah, I think that was when he was initially arrested, but. Oh my God. Hard yikes. Yeah. So we'll wow. keep an eye on that. I mean, mm -hmm. I would imagine that everyone in the UK would really like to see him stay right where he is. Oh, I'll bet they would. Yeah. He doesn't and seem I to really he, be sane enough for the streets. And, and you know, it, he may be hard pressed to convince a parole board that he did not commit those murders. Because if he mm -hmm. didn't, why did you say you did? Right. What would possibly be the reason to say that you didn't? Right. Well, yeah, but we see this all the time with serial killers. Yeah. They love to take credit for shit they didn't do. They do. Yeah, they absolutely do. And now he wants to roll back so on that. Yeah, well, of course. Sure. Well, <laughs> it tells you all you need to know about their motivation. Uh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Well, we'll definitely keep an eye on that. And for our UK friends, uh, we'll hold space for you that uh, yes. he's put. No kidding. Yeah. Well, there you have it. That's our Monday episode. So we'll be back tomorrow with a brand new episode. And then, of course, we'll be back Wednesday night for Wednesday night case updates. We will be live. Uh, I hate to say tweeting since we're not tweeting. We'll be live booking. Live booking. Mm -hmm. Should we make it a thing? It's not a thing. We'll be live uh, posting. Posting. There you go. All the way through court on Saturday or Thursday morning in the David Belvalo matter. And then we'll be back Thursday afternoon at some point after court for a live stream to talk about what happened. Yep. So that's what you can expect from us this week. So yes, thanks you guys is. so much for being here again. Uh, everything about this case today will be in our case notes as well as the full confession. If you'd like to go back and watch that. So yep. thank you so much for being here. This has been yet another production of the true crime squad. Bye everybody. <laughs>